There's not long till the midterm elections, and Democrats are pulling out all of last-minute stunts to get votes. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. Download and subscribe to my daily podcast. Hear me get right into the news of the day. You can subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. So Babylon Bee, everybody knows, they've been suspended how many? 11 umpteen times on social media platforms. There's this case that is that people are trying to petition to have the Supreme Court here. It's called Novak versus City of Parma. And it centers around this guy named Anthony Novak, who had this Facebook page. It was pretty funny that parodied the Parma Police Department's page. And I've seen things like this before where you have parody pages. There was one recently that parodied this like grocery store chain in the north and the southeast. And so what ended up happening is this whole case went to court uh, and he got sued. And so now he's fighting for parody, which a lot of people have filed these amicus briefs in defense of Anthony Novak's position in defense of parody, hoping that the Supreme Court hears it. What I saw the other day, so the Babylon Bee had filed an amicus brief in support of you know parody, but then they also wrote one, which I don't think was filed, but that would have been hysterical had it been filed. I, In fact, I kind of want them to. They wrote a whole brief on arguing against their position, which is hysterical. And so Kyle Mann, who is the editor-in-chief of the Babylon Bee itself, joins us now. And he's now he's got his headphones on, but he's got his phone out because we're just assuming that his mic is haunted or Twitter's extending its control like fetish to his microphone. So, Kyle, always good to have you. I love the shirt, by the way. Thin Lizzy is a fantastic band. Welcome to the program. Oh, yeah. Thin Lizzy, live and dangerous, classic record. Love it. Uh, yeah, so we filed this brief uh, with the Supreme Court, obviously supporting Mr. Novak yeah. and his uh, fight against the police department and his fight for the right to parody something. <laughs> right. Which is weird um, that because people are, is it just that we've gotten too stupid as a species that other people can't, they don't know what parody is anymore? I mean, how did this, because we used to never have these problems. I mean, it's very clear. Well, you know, the Onion filed a brief in this case also, and it was pretty funny. And one of the points that they made is parody isn't any less defended, defensible under the First Amendment if people get confused by it. In fact, that's one of the things that makes satire work. I mean, you go all the way back to Jonathan Swift and Amana's proposal, and that's part of what makes it so shocking and effective is that people read it and go, oh, this guy's actually arguing in favor of eating Irish babies. You know, <laughs> that's part of the shock effect that makes it work. And so the, so it doesn't matter if, if some grandmas on Facebook thought that this was a real parody uh, a real police department page um that's part of what makes the parody work there's always some truth in humor that's why it works yeah absolutely i mean especially in satire because that's you know that's the grain of truth that's the most common comment you get you know like this is so true it's funny because it's true Um, but as you mentioned we we wrote a satirical brief as well as a real one that we filed we wanted to file the satirical brief but apparently it's hysterical. That would get Can I just tell people trouble. like your your first <laughs> argument is when the First Amendment was written, jokes hadn't been invented yet. And it, <laughs> it's it's it, it like when when satire criticizes those in power, it makes them sad. These are true things. And it's also hysterical. I Is there any chance? I mean, I think it would be pretty 
The, I, brave is not the word. Like, it would be very I, I'd be hysterical if you filed it. I mean, obviously, I understand why you wouldn't. But your first one, the one that you did file, your amicus brief was very was very humorous. But this is, it's. I mean, it's just in true Babylon B style that, like, we can never really truly enjoy our freedoms as Americans if we know that someone somewhere might be making fun of us. That's a great, that's a favorite. Are you going to yeah. file this one? We, we can't. It's there. There's a lot of issues with trying to file it. That was our first goal was to actually file the hysterical <laughs> brief on the of wrong it side. Was. But you you have to get the uh, you have to get the respondent or the other side to agree to it. And then right. even if we could trick them into thinking we were on their side and getting it filed, we could be like in breach of all kinds of rules <laughs> of the court for uh, for filing this. So we decided that we didn't want to go to jail for this great joke. <laughs> but it it would have been man that would have been a great stunt we're talking with our friend kyle mann editor-in-chief of babylon b have you and i wanted to ask you too because i mean you guys are a great satire site you also were suspended if i'm remembering correctly on twitter over the pronoun issue did you ever regain the the ability to use your account yet or are they may is it one of those things where you have to delete a tweet bend the knee so to speak digitally in order to be able to have your account function again yeah, we were never technically banned. It was always we were locked out of the account until we did the, like, acknowledge the hateful conduct policy and click delete. Um, so we're still not into our account because we still haven't deleted that tweet. Yeah, yeah, because it makes sense why you wouldn't. I mean, that's it's that itself that by itself, I think, is 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 parody. You also have a great piece up the 10 most controversial things you can finally say on Twitter. Um, and the fun again, just going back to what you were saying, there's always some truth in it. Like, for instance, rings of power isn't that good. I've never seen people so at each other's throats, especially on the right, than this discussion. I'm almost like terrified to bring it up with you now. But that right there is exactly what I that's it because people run away from this conversation. There's a shred of truth in it. Or candy corn tastes like earwax. Your booze mean nothing. I think that candy corn is an amazing Halloween candy, and I've been ratioed to the nth degree for saying this but it's true though but i love this uh and i i i don't know is it ever going to be free free like it was being unconcerned about saying things that are actually true but may hurt someone's feelings because they're too sensitive can you ever like close that pandora's box can you ever go back are people so fed up that you actually can go back to how it used to be i don't know i mean it does feel like there's kind of a healthy backlash and reaction to how sensitive everything has gotten. Um, you, you even have comedians on the left who are starting to say unpopular things on their side um, because it's just comedy is so boring. If you're only able to say the things that uh, your side wants you to say, you know, if mm-hmm. you're only able to make fun of the right, if you're a leftist comedian or whatever. So you you start to want to poke at your own audience. You know, you start to want to say the things that people don't want you to. That's, that's kind of the heart of a comedian is always to toe that line and, and even fall over that line sometimes and go and, and, and go a little too far. Do the thing that people uh, don't think that you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. There's some of these I want to test. Like I want to just test and see if I get suspended for telling someone to learn to code. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I kind of want to push those boundaries. We're talking with Kyle Mann, editor in chief of the Babylon Bee. Uh, and originally we were talking about this amicus brief in support of parody rights. Uh, I wanted to get your take, too, on uh, this this story that came out uh, with DHS and working with uh, all these different social media platforms, I guess, them as agents of state 
to control what they are calling disinformation. I mean, I'm I realize that this poses a major threat, but I'm also so amused that we have the manpower and the federal government to be this petty. Yeah, well, and and this is what we've been saying for a long time, you know, is that social media companies are acting as de facto uh, arms of the federal government to enforce censorship. Uh, And people laughed at us, you know, or people kind of kind of brushed us aside and said, oh, no, that's, you know, they're a private company. They can do what they want. And you're like, no, they're like actually on the phone with the government. And is it any less a violation of your First Amendment rights if the government is asking someone to do it? Um, we, we have a, yeah. we have a good piece on the Babylon Bee that's like, uh, a, a Skynet Terminator is crushing someone, you know, and it's like, <laughs> well, they're a private company. They can do what they want, you know, <laughs> even yeah. though it's like, you know, the government is controlling these things and making it do what, what do these horrible, oppressive things. So that's kind of the, the vindication now that we're seeing with DHS and what Mark Zuckerberg admitted to that basically they just got on the phone with the FBI and they're like, suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story. And they're like, okay, you know, no big deal. <laughs> this, we'll it's do crazy. It, it is incredible. It's, it is crazy. Are you, are you optimistic with Elon Musk taking over? I mean, he's made some changes, but I know, I think everybody is so used to being abused that we're all just kind of cautious and we're just sort of like, <laughs> wait, we're just sort of, you know, cur- you know, recoiling. We don't know what to expect. What are your thoughts? Do you think, do you, what do you think he's going to do? I have no idea, but I mean, cautious optimism for sure. I mean, you know, it it, it, it can't be worse. <laughs> yeah, you've had him. You guys have had him on your podcast. You guys have talked to him. He seemed pretty yeah. agreeable. Yeah, he seemed like a he seemed really uh, vulnerable and honest. Like it, it didn't see he didn't seem polished. Like he had a PR guy with him telling him exactly what to say. It seemed like he was just <laughs> uh, shooting from the hip and saying what he wanted to say. So that was pretty right. refreshing to see. Yeah, that is that was that was nice to see. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, you know, this it'll it'll improve and get a little bit better. But we appreciate what you guys do over at Babylon B, because I think that there's there's your guys sites. One of my favorite. My so today, like my favorite headline is the newly hired restaurant hostess who got her ceremonial nose ring, because Mm -hmm. that is so unbelievably true. (laughs) There is has to be a ceremony somewhere where they are all awarded this accessory, because I, I don't know, just. It is what it, it's hysterical because part of it is true and it's not in a mean way. It's just it, it's you know, it is what it is. Uh, but I guess uh, we'll and we'll watch and see if if SCOTUS ends up what what's done on this case, this this Novak case. So hopefully, I mean, I always get a little nervous when, you know, you put any kind of speech issue in the hand of a judge or Supreme Court, even even though I know the makeup of the court, I always get a little nervous. But, you know, you know, we'll 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 see what happens. But I, I appreciate what you all do and keep up the fight. Yeah, thanks a lot. Caltech Innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now, other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with full 
fully adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling, while the all-metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9mm P15 first, up close and personal, at keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So, this is apparently happening today. I got really excited, but I guess I guess it's uh, millions of miles. 1.4 million miles is pretty far away. So, a huge asteroid the size of the Burj Khalifa building. So, if you have Apple TV, it's that one tall, weird building in the middle of the desert uh, out there. And they in, in Dubai, it this the asteroid. It's called 2022 RM4. They say it could come, and this is like a close estimate. Within 1.4 million miles of Earth on Tuesday, it has a diameter of up to 2,400 feet, nearly as big, nearly as big as the Burj Khalifa in in Dubai. It's going to tra- be traveling at over 52,000 miles per hour, 65 times the speed of sound. Sadly, it is not smod. So it's going to fly right on by, not even, like, say hi, not even wave or nothing. So, you know, go ahead and be like that, asteroid. Go on. Recycling plastic is over. Can I be honest with you? I don't give a rat's ass about recycling. Is that bad? Like, I just, there's, like, so many other things to do. do can you show me what the recycling's going to other than, like, oh, look, a, a fashion accessory or something? Kane, I mean, has it made that much of a difference in your life? In my neighborhood, it's a, it's a requirement that I have a separate can yeah. for recycling and a separate can yeah. for just trash. So I am, I'm doing it every week. And you want to know what's funny? The Boston Globe reports of the 51 million tons of it, of plastic waste that the that U.S. households generate just in 2021 alone, 2.4, actually almost 2.5 million tons of it, 5%. Only that much was recycled. Only 5% was recycled. It's a myth. It's all shipped overseas to poor countries for them to deal with. I'm not I'm not even kidding you. It's all an actual thing. Cause so we have like incinerators and stuff that burn up plastics just fine right here in the US of A. That sounds like a great business opportunity, by the way. I would love to open something big and fiery that I could burn things in. And I would be doing my planet a service. And just think of the energy that I could generate from that, that I could like capture and use to heat homes. I'm just saying, why don't we think like this? Like me. Thank you. All right, China apparently is, uh, uh, U.S. is deploying nuclear-capable B-52s to Australia as tensions with China grow. They had their Comic-Con. And picking your nose, in addition to being totally nasty, is also maybe could raise dementia. I don't even know how. I don't even care to look at the study. I just think it's so gross that that's like a factor. Stop it. Stick with us. One of my favorite shows is The Great British Bake Off. I like I don't I don't watch normal TV like a normal person. I watch horror films, westerns and baking shows. That's all I watch. I really don't care. And so they had so this was towards the end of the last month and people it was Matt Lucas. He was in Bridesmaids. He was the uh uh brother in the apartment with Kristen Wiig and Bridesmaids. And Noel Fielding, who is in one of my favorite shows of all time, Mighty Boosh. That's one of my absolute favorite shows. And Noel Fielding He's done some pretty politically he's it's weird because he's he's far left and he's try. it's like he almost is kind of woke, but 
He's a far left dude, but he's engaged in some of the most politically incorrect comedy I've ever seen, at least for a British person. And so he's one of the he's the 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 tall, odd, black haired dude uh, on um, Great British Baking Show. So him and Matt Lucas, they apparently they were having uh, uh, the for the Great British Bake Off. They were having Mexican week and they opened up the show wearing sombreros and. They they were just they didn't even say anything offensive. Um, like, for instance, one at one point, Noel said, I don't feel like we should make Mexican jokes. People will get upset. They were in ponchos and sombreros. And then uh, Matt Lucas said, well, not even one. And I mean, I get what they, you know, come on, guys. It's people are getting so uh, like completely freaked out about it. They were mad that there were sombreros in that they were wearing sombreros. They were mad at. At um, their pronunciation of certain Mexican foods, they were mad at certain, you know, other things. Kane, you're part, you're 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 white adjacent, remember, because you're half Mexican, so That's you true. get to be ri- you can riot over this. Apparently, from what I understand by society's rules, you can riot. I find it hilarious, actually. I just don't understand why. I mean, you you literally have dudes walking around in woman face, but this is going to make you mad, right? Oh, I don't have enough middle fingers on my hands right now. I do not. Do not. I just, I can't, I can't take it seriously. You got dudes who are walking around talking about how it's okay for women to have bulges, like the guy who interviewed Joe Biden uh, two weeks ago. But this, that doesn't make you mad, but this makes you mad? Somebody wore a sombrero? Right. And have a, a million seats. And it's an entire week that actually highlights bakery Amazing items Amazing Mexico. And I want to watch this because exactly. I am all about that. I want to watch it. And then you got all the you get, you have all these like woke schools that are out there freaking out over all of it. It was interesting because one of the their legit one of their more serious judges, uh, Prue, was actually defending it, saying that people were just getting ridiculous. She said that you know they have a tons of diversity with contestants. And I mean they had Japanese Week, which was actually pretty amazing. And some people were like, oh, you're lumping it all together under one umbrella and forcing all Asian cultures are the same stereotype, which I don't actually think so. Because they, I mean, they're they're trying to show all of the different types of things that you can do and the relationship that some things have in one culture with other things in other cultures. Like I did, um, what is it? I did an invisible apple gateau uh, of one Thanksgiving, which was partially inspired by a Japanese recipe. And it's when you slice the apples so thin and you drench them in the batter and you can't tell where the fruit begins and the, the actual, you know, cake begins. Uh, and it was absolutely amazing. That's why it's called it. It was invisible. And it was so good. And it's like I would not have. And I actually got that off of it was a recipe that I modified off of great British British baking show. And so there, that's the whole purpose is to explore baking and cooking and being inspired by other cultures. And everybody I mean, these these people are modern day segregationists. I don't know how else to describe it. They think, oh, the culture shouldn't mix. You know who else talked like that? The Klan back in the day yeah. and Democrats today <laughs> because they're the same thing. Uh, but. Stop. Just can everybody unclench their butts for five seconds, chill the hell out and realize the world is not out to get you. Okay, that's the government. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. (laughs) It's time for Florida Man. Oh, my gosh. So where to even start Um, with this Florida man? (laughs) This comes from Miami Herald. (laughs) Sorry, I just think it's funny. So, uh, 
this guy was driving without two tires, an SUV that was stopped along one of Florida's fine interstates. And this is in Marion County. And he got pulled. The driver was pulled over. And what he told the deputy, because the deputy said the tires were not only deflated, he was actually driving on the rim. And so what they said that what the driver said is that it was because of paranormal activity. We can't play the video because it's like, really, there's some Carson in it. But he said someone had put a hex on him and it was 4 a.m. on a Sunday and it was like the last weekend in October. And he said the guy, he says, someone put a curse on me. This is paranormal activity. That's what he said. That's the reason why. Because the deputy goes, well, look, you know, I, we watched you hit a curb <laughs> while you're driving on your rims. And the guy's like, yeah. He goes, no. He goes, somebody put a curse on me. And what's happening is paranormal. And so the deputies are like, okay, maybe some other kind of spirits are involved. So let's maybe step out and do a sobriety test. So the driver got mad. Then he got real froggy, threatened to attack the deputies before kicking them, then trying to take one deputy's taser from the holster. And the, he, that's why we can't tell you or can't play the video, because he goes, if you mess with me right now, I'm going to break your head with a baseball bat. That's the only thing that we can play other than the part where he said, I'm going to skin you alive after a bunch of expletives. So he got two counts of battery and a law enforcement officer resisting an officer of violence, attempted to deprive an officer of means of protection or communication, corrupt threat against the public servant and driving under the influence. He now faces 20 half, 25 and a half years of imprisonment, and he's being held on a $27,000 bond, according to Marion County Sheriff's Office. Whew. Tell you what. Now, he doesn't sound like he's haunted. He just sounds like he's, he just, he, that's bad. You can't, that's not going to work. That's not even scientific. Uh, and last, if I have time, there was a uh, man who was charged for making a bomb threat inside of a South Florida dental office. Hmm, that's one I don't hear every day. WSVM had said 45-year-old Brian Kohler was arrested after he walked into the Wilton Manor's dental office. And he said that he had a bomb. Like, you know you can't rob a dental office, right? It's not like they, you know. His bond is set at $70,000. The SWAT team got him. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, sometimes you can't depend on big media organizations to cover all of the important news of the day. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. In my latest episodes, I discuss how this historic political divide we're in has Democrats pulling all sorts of last-minute stunts to get votes before the midterm elections. Download and subscribe to my daily podcast. I don't talk about every single story of the day, just the ones you need to know the most. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.